720 WGN High atop Chicago in the Skyline studio. And with over 100 years of history and just as cool as ever, Harley Davidson's history is just a road trip away in Milwaukee. And the man with his hand on the pulse of all that American-made power is the one and only Tim McCormick. Tim, welcome to WGN. Thanks so much for having me. So let's talk about this. If there was a brand out there that deserved a museum, it is Harley Davidson, right? We talked, you know, a second ago, I mentioned over a hundred years of history for the museum. You know, it could be absolutely huge. It is 20 acres. Give a little snapshot though, for the listeners, of course, they've heard of Harley Davidson, but just kind of that range on the history side. It's amazing because our founders had had such forethought uh, beginning very, very early on in the company's history. They started pulling bikes right off the assembly line to save. And, you know, throughout time, throughout nearly 120 years now, we've had this collection uh, and for a long time, it was housed in various parts of the business, but giving it a dedicated space, like you said, here on a beautiful 20-acre campus, it was a dream come true for the Davidsons, for Willie G., for Bill, and then to see what it does to, to people when they visit, it's a dream come true for them as well when they are made, able to make the pilgrimage here to Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's such a luxury, I think, for fans to have that for the brand to be able to see that history and kind of because this is, I think, more than almost maybe more than any other brand out of there in America has a love affair with motorsports, with cars, with motorcycles, with all that I think were unique. But even great brands like, you know, Cadillac or some of those other ones, they just don't have that camaraderie, right? Where people who are part of the Harley family, they're connected. Right. And, and family is absolutely the right word there. You, you see somebody riding by you, you, you throw a little two signal to them. Uh, there's a immediate brotherhood, sisterhood. As soon as you see somebody else riding, you know what they've been through to get here. And you know why they have that ear to ear grin on their face when they land. So you think about this. I mean, it's a marketing dream. And you mentioned that the, the founders had forethought to kind of preserve some of that history yeah. and be able to share it later. But I don't know that you could draw this up. So what is it as a guy that is there all day, every day at the epicenter of it all? What is it that makes Harley Davidson so magical, whether it's like the vibe, the machines themselves, that culture? Like, what is it? What is that secret ingredient? <laughs> yes. All of the above. <laughs> uh, we, we like to focus on, on the look and the sound uh, and especially the feel of a Harley Davidson here at the museum. That, that's kind of like how a lot of the collection has been put together here. So it, my, my boss, Bill Davidson, uh, great-grandson of one of the original four founders, he's, he's vice president of the Harley Davidson Museum here. He has said it best, like when you are cruising America and, and the beautiful landscape that you're able to take in. There is no better way to do it than among nature. You know, you can hear the, the, the birds flying by. Uh, you can see so much more when you're on the bars of a Harley Davidson motorcycle. Uh, it's an experience like no other. And it just, yeah, it elicits these emotions and you want to tell somebody about it. And pretty soon you want to ride with somebody about it. Uh, and it, again, just keeps on creating that extended family of passionate riders who love the freedom and the fun that Harley-Davidson Motorcycle delivers. You talk about that legacy, and I think it is so cool and also unique to have the family still involved. Yes. And so you see it as as much as it is a big and successful business to have right. just that thought process on. And we've said it a few times here, that family side. So for the museum, they didn't have to make a museum. You don't need that to sell <laughs> motorcycles, but I think it's a great gift to fans, certainly Milwaukee. And it's one of those right. great destinations. It's one of the top places that people go when they visit that city. So when they get there, that 20 acres, that campus, what do they see? 
it's amazing because I, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm here all day, every day. Every time I approach campus, I, I see something new. You look at it with a different angle. And so I think a lot of our visitors experience that very same thing. If you're a, fi- a fan of design, obviously, you know, throughout the years, you can keep tabs on what sort of general styles were reflected on the motorcycles, whether it be Art Deco up to current day. If you're a fan of history, obviously we've got that in spades. One of my colleagues here likes to say that we are like the Forrest Gump of motorcycles. If you don't think you know anything about Harley-Davidson, just take a second or two to think a little deeper and remember maybe you were watching Wide World of Sports back in the day and Evil Knievel making those jumps. Uh, if you've witnessed uh, presidential inaugurations, those motorcades are often led by Harley-Davidson motorcycles. And we can go on and on and on. It, there's always a touchstone, always something new to look at when you venture here to the museum. But not only that, we've got great retail. Again, within our collection, we've been able to keep not only motorcycles, um, but some of the clothes from back in the day. And we have reproductions of those throwback vintage styles here on campus. And then, of course, if you're getting thirsty after a long ride or, or need a bite to eat, uh, we also have Motor Barn Restaurant right here on campus. So you really could spend the whole day here. Uh, and we've had enthusiasts tell us that they've spent two or three days just taking in every inch of our 20-acre campus. I don't want to make a suggestion. It's a think tank here, Tim, but maybe a bed and breakfast, right? You could stay right in the yeah. museum. <laughs> it sounds like you have everything. Let the listeners know we're talking with Tim McCormick over there at the Harley-Davidson Museum. And when you think about the the different ways, and you mentioned the word campus a couple times, make me think of a college thing. And of course, there's that educational piece. You want people right. to leave not only you know reinforcing their appreciation and passion for it, but also their awareness and understanding of like that impact that you've had in the world of motorcycles and even just culture. So here's another thing too, and one yeah. of the things that's happening up there that same weekend, and we're going to get to the rally in just a second. But one extra thing for people to see is that the Bagger Racing League there at the Milwaukee yeah. Mile first time racing has happened. For motorcycles, I don't know, maybe 20 years, 30 years, Harley will be front and center. So talk about that because there's so much on the cool side and the touring side for the bikes, but now the performance side is really being highlighted. Oh, absolutely. And and again, you can learn about that history dating back to like the 19-teens, 1920s. We've got a wonderful board track display. So yes, it is getting a little more attention and, and uh, showing up at a historic venue like the Milwaukee Mile here. We'll do a lot to boost that as well. But that history goes back decades. We had the original wrecking crew. In fact, the the nickname uh, Hog for a Harley-Davidson motorcycle came about because of a famous picture. One of our racers was feeding a, a, a hog, a baby pig, some Coca-Cola in a post-race celebration. And from then on, uh, they started to refer to Harley-Davidson motorcycles as hogs. So you can learn about that history, and then you'll be well-armed when you show up to the next race. I am leaving this interview educated. I know our listeners are. <laughs> <laughs> as well and one of the last things of course the museum is in is, is open of course we'll have links up at wgnradio.com people can see that year round but coming up for labor day yeah. you're going to have yeah. the rally right so this is going to be an opportunity for people to do all the things that they can always do but now you've got special events you've got some music you've got some cool things coming up right yeah the hometown rallies taking place through labor day weekend here on campus we, we kind of refer to ourselves as a central rally point uh, but there are area dealerships that will have music, that will have demos and that sort of thing. Uh, we've got some great headliners. We're excited to bring Jackal back to campus. They're celebrating their 30th anniversary. Hairball, I'm not sure if any of your listeners out there are familiar with what's referred to as a bombastic arena rock experience, uh, but they kick it off for us. We will have demos. We'll have brand new product that people can obviously uh, get up close and, and take a shine to. 
tremendous amount of food, of course. Again, going back to Motor Bar and Restaurant, we'll have food trucks, different vendors, artisans, really just a great celebration of motorcycle culture. And of course, there's some great riding to be done in Wisconsin. So anybody that's listening in Illinois, come on over the Cheddar Curtain and explore what we have to offer. <laughs> we'll have links up at WGNRadio.com. All that history and, of course, a peek into the future as well. So much of it happens right there at the museum. So Tim McCormick, thanks for what you're doing. Excited about everybody being able to cross that curtain and see you up there coming up for Labor Day. And thanks for jumping on the show today. I thank you so much. You can, uh, we'll be back anytime you'll have us. Happy Labor Day to everybody here. And we are also 312-981-7200, having people share their first job, maybe their worst job, maybe their best job, if that's what you've got. And uh, we've got Lois on the line. Lois, thanks for holding, and uh, welcome to WGN. Well, thank you. I listen to you all the time. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That's the work that you're doing to help us be successful. Talk about one of those first jobs that you had. Okay, I could only babysit being a girl in the 40s and 50s. I turned 16, and I could get a job legally. So I I went to school for half a day, took all my majors in the morning, and went to work in the afternoon from 1 to 5 at a little construction company, and I did their bookkeeping. I did their accounts receivable and accounts payable. I paid... uh, payroll checks. I wrote checks to vendors and things like that. I don't think anybody now would hire a 16-year-old to do their books. Well, with all that education, Lois, I mean, you spent the whole day. Well, I know, a half a day. Half a day. One to five. You spent a a good portion of a day. Yes, I did. (laughs) And I went to school the other half. (laughs) Well, thanks, Lois. I appreciate it. Enjoy your Labor Day and those memories, and uh, I know the listeners appreciated hearing it as well. So thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, 720 WGN. And uh, when it comes to higher education, I know at Prairie State College you can learn a lot of great stuff and help your job prospects. And you can do it probably pretty quickly. I'm not sure if it's a half a day. On the line, we've got one of the driving forces and an inspirational host here for Hush Loudly, also there at Prairie State College, Jerry Bingham. Jerry, hey, welcome to WGN. Hey, Jay. Thanks for having me on this Labor Day. Does Prairie State have a program where you get to be an accountant in half a day? Because that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. But we have programs where you can learn just about anything at any age. But no, nothing in half a day. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. I think, the, <laughs> I think the employers out there would be okay with if it took a little more time in order to get it. But you guys have a big event coming up, certainly all that great education that's happening, but an event coming up that relates a little bit to the car side and the celebration side. Talk about what's happening. Yeah. So next week is our homecoming week, and it's a time where we are celebrating and honoring Prairie State College, as well as our president, who's having his formal investiture ceremony that week. But during that week, we have our dental hygiene clinic, ribbon cutting. Uh, We are the only dental hygiene clinic in the south suburban part of Cook County. But the cool stuff about the cars is on Wednesday, September 14th, we are having the historic Tuskegee Airmen Red Tails Traveling Exhibit on campus and alongside that we'll have food trucks a mini food truck festival and a corvette car club a low riders uh car show and a muscle car stuff show so our president <laughs> loves cars he loves bourbon too we're not going to have bourbon there but we're going to have cars we're going to have this cool tuskegee airman exhibit and it's a tractor trailer 
thing with it has a 160 degree panoramic screen inside it. It makes you feel like you're in a cockpit soaring above the clouds in a P-51C Mustang signature aircraft. So the Tuskegee Airmen, your listeners who don't know, are the black fighter pilots who fought um, and their, their planes had red tails. And so it's just historic, them fighting in World War II. And so this is a traveling exhibit to honor this group. It's so great to honor and, and share all of that history. That is so cool and is happening down there with you guys at, at Prairie State in the South Service. So let, let listeners know where they can go online and, of course, the, the dates again and, and ways to get all that information and get in on things. Sure. It's Wednesday, September 14th, 5 to 8 p.m., where you can see the Tuskegee Airmen exhibit, the car shows, and the food trucks. All of it is free and open to the public. We are located in Chicago Heights, which is in the south suburbs at the corner of Volmer Road and Halsted. The address is 202 South Halsted. That's Wednesday, September 14th. And for more information, you can go to our website, which is prairiestate.edu slash events. And you'll see all the homecoming events that we have to celebrate the institution and our president. We'll have links up at WGNRadio.com. And, Jerry, as we let you go, as people are coming on and kind of sharing their jobs, did you have either a first job or a worst job or something fun that you want to share with the listeners? Like, did you do anything kind of crazy before you became who you are today? Well, nothing crazy, but my first job was at Carson Perry Scott. I don't know if your listeners remember Carson's. And so I was so excited. I was 16, and my parents let me have a job, and I used to drive my mom's AMC Hornet, 1976 AMC Hornet. It was orange, right over to Evergreen Plaza, and that was my first job, and I loved it because I got a discount on clothing. But it was a cool job. It was great. And then I had to quit when I went away to college, but it was uh, a great experience for me learning and working in retail. I know a lot of fans are envious, right? The Hornet. That was a pretty cool car, actually. And, that car was hot. Uh, and, and Carson's was a great store up until just a handful of years ago. So I'm sure all the listeners yeah. all the listeners remember that. All right, Jerry, we'll let you get back to yeah. enjoying your Labor Day. Thanks so much for sharing everything. Thanks, Danny. All right, we are going to take a break, and we come back. We're going to talk with Reed Millard. The Wiener Nationals have happened in our world. A little bit of fast, a little bit of food, some more fast coming up after the break. It's Dane here on Labor Day 720 WGN. It is Dane here with you on Labor Day, and we're highlighting you know, some of those great jobs. 312-981-7200, your, your worst job, your first job, maybe even your best job. And we talked about it on a regular basis. And if your business card says that you own a racetrack, that is one of the coolest things that you can do. And uh, and one of those great days, great moments happened recently. Just yesterday, the 2022 Wiener Nationals happened. Triumphant. So much excitement. Jam-packed for fans. Of course, El Bandito Yankee was there as well. The one and only Reed Millard. Reed, welcome to WGN. Hey, thanks, Dane. And I have Kevin Gundacker with me. Kevin has more more than 400 wins in a late model, and he kind of helped run all the track and everything last night. So how did everything – I mean, I know I've seen some of the news reports, and, of course, we had you on to talk, but it sounded like a, just a great time for everybody. We had a record crowd of people. I'll let Kevin talk a little bit. Oh, we had a record crowd of people. That, uh, not only that, we had some great racing in both classes, and uh, we had uh, – Clint Young and the B mods took home the win, and Tony Jackson Jr. Uh, took home the win in the late models, and he took over the lead uh, about three laps to go. It was really an exciting night. 
So, Kevin, you know a little bit more than just a little bit, an awful lot about racing. So we know the stuff on the track was great, but talk a little bit about the ambiance because that is one of the things that Reed brings into this, whether it's the bands or the music or the fun or the festivities, right? It was a lot for everyone. Oh, it was great. Uh, the crowd had an awesome time all night uh, between the band and uh, the Michael Jackson impersonator and, the, I mean, just everything, the hot dog eating contest, uh, the fireworks display, you had to be there to really appreciate it, but it was really something. And Reed put all that together, and it it really just put a put the icing on the cake for the event. So, Kevin, they they don't call it the Wiener Nationals for nothing. Obviously, I think there was a hot dog eating contest, but also the pace car was the famous, legendary, iconic Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. I have never been in its physical presence. I mean, I know what it looks like. Is it is it bigger than you think, or is it smaller in person? What was it like being right next to it? Oh, it's a lot bigger than what it, what you think when you see pictures of it, and you can actually uh, walk up to it, and it's like. Man, here you are. It's life size, you know. It's, it's really awesome to 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 walk up next to it and say, "Wow, it's really here." Hey, Zane, this is Reed. What I like about the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, it's like the uh, Jetsons back in the day when you seen that commercial. Inside is like a futuristic spaceship. Well, yeah, okay, so that was I was just thinking about that. You you know, from a SUV standpoint or maybe a minivan, you feel like you could fit a lot of kids in there and take them to soccer practice. There's a lot of room in the in the wiener portion of the wiener mobile. But how is it set up inside? Is it like an RV? Is there a place to lay down? Is there a lounge back there? What's inside? No, it's just really state of the art, like uh, captain's chairs with all their logos, very tufted leather. The you know, like the mustard and the orange and everything. And so it's really cool. And and the dash is awesome. The the get a chance to look at it, you have to take a look. I know we did an interview with uh with Mike Wallace earlier and he was gonna be there for a talk about that. Was that did he get a chance to I know he was excited about getting a chance to drive it. Hey, Mike did a great job uh he started in the back, was passing cars. I don't know how many passed, but uh he had a great time. He brought a lot to it. Uh, we had Luther Burden III. Uh, he's the five-star recruit out of East St. Louis, a place where Missouri had two touchdowns last weekend. He did a great job entertaining, getting up on stage. We talked about him a little bit. And he has his Luther Burden uh, Vienna, old Vienna Red Hot Riplet chips out. So, yeah, it was a good day. <laughs> here's the other side of it and i know one good thing about it the entertainment for the fans the action on the track but one thing that you read always build into things is that higher purpose for it too and i know you were raising some funds and awareness for local first responders and i know mike wallace had the honor flight on his car talk about some of the great causes that were supported well uh the this time it's the uh first responders so law enforcement fire and uh EMS and, you know, others, we uh, put together this event for that. Every event we do up there, there will be some charity tied to it so that we can help them out. The other neat thing about the track, it's a a not-for-profit. So we have the Eagles come out, and they do the beer and margarita stand with the El Bandito uh, brand. And then also we have the 4-H do the underground stand uh, concessions, and we had about 10 or 12 food trucks. 
you know, in the world of the entertainment business, you get sometimes these events almost kill you, right? And this one got rescheduled, and then you had to pull all that stuff together. A huge success, but you know, if you're anything like any of the people I know that are in that sort of showbiz event world, it's like today you're already thinking. What's next? What can we do next to make it bigger, to make it better? For those fans out there uh, for the raceway, what is in store? What are you guys going to be doing next there at the track? Well, next year we'd like to have like eight eight or ten two-day events. And, uh, you know, we'll probably do a monster truck show along with the races and probably a concert. One of the concerts we're looking uh, to do is a concert with the – Lieutenant Dan Bam, which is Gary Sinise and his foundation, they raised money for wounded warriors. And uh, so we'd have them one night on a Friday night, maybe Ted Nugent on Saturday. And it'll be a Patriot Guard uh, motorcycle ride-in, kind of like they do at Buffalo Chip and uh, Sturgis. So it's hard to say, like, right, this, the smoke is just cleared. I'm sure there's still things happening there. But when you get it fully up and rolling to the extent that you want to for a track, how many events are you looking to have at the raceway? What, you know, what kind of schedule, maybe in a year or so, or whenever you get things fully sort of up to speed with what you'd like to see, what kind of um, action are you going to have at that track over the course of a year? Okay, I think uh, 12 to 16 two-day events. So that would be uh, anywhere from 24 to 32 uh, events, uh, most of it racing and some of it the other stuff, like, um, you know, the concerts and so forth, the monster truck show. I think the excitement for racing is bigger than ever. Obviously, we talk about that. And from a road trip perspective, Randolph County Raceway isn't that far. I don't know. I mean, how far is it, Read from Chicago? Is it like four or five hours, you think? I'd say might, or about five, six hours, probably. Yeah. But- Get there, you know, Columbia is 30 minutes. That's University of Missouri. So within 30 minutes, you got, you know, probably 40, 50 hotels. Uh, accommodations are really good. And we got camping. So we think it'll be a great place to uh, bring the people in. And probably within a, a really a day's drive, you can come from, you know, millions of people from around the central United States more power to you just this weekend alone this is a great weekend for racing we have been up to the milwaukee mile we've been down at indianapolis motor speedway with jeff gordon with u.s nationals happening at irp over there with uh, the drag racing and then randolph county with the wiener nationals uh with the one and only reed millard reed we're going to take a break and uh, we'll let you get back to your labor day but first before we do that we can ask kevin as well like reed you're doing exciting stuff now but we're letting people kind of share what is their one of their first jobs what was like the first job you ever did or the worst job that you ever did anything fun to share to me is oh kevin that's kevin's question <laughs> <laughs> well my first job my my grandfather actually owned a a uh, garage back in the day and i kind of became a grease monkey at the young age of about seven so i did my first tune-up which people don't know what tune-ups are today but i did my first tune-up when i was seven and i hung around that and uh, he used to Seven. race down at the old Wall Stadium there in St. Louis, so I kind of grew up around around racing a little bit, and he kind of guided me through it and helped me get going, and uh, really appreciate that. Now, Reed's probably got another story. I, I've heard all these stories about all the places he worked, so uh, he's going to have to give you the first one that he worked at. All right, Reed, yeah, what was your first have a day job? Long show. <laughs> we'll have to have a late day-long show for that, but. My my first job was bone grass. So I started out with just myself, and then 
the next year I uh, had two kids working for me. We had 40 lawns. I was 11 years old. So that was it. <laughs> See, but I think but it's, hey, it's a testament to kids out there. Look, it's seven years old doing, uh, you know, doing oil changes, tune-ups, and all that kind of stuff, and then mowing grass, you know, as a kid as well. We had a 16-year-old uh, accountant in here. I think you, know, you guys started a lot younger than the kids today. I think my kid at seven could – it's tough to even open up a Pop-Tart. I think that's what she could do. <laughs> there you go. Hey, but I know for, like, like Jeff Gordon's races, all the races, you know, there's so many people to thank, like Kevin and Tammy Gundacker and Chris Carter and all those people. But, you know, behind this deal, there's so many – uh, people in the infrastructure to make this work and i just truly appreciate that and appreciate all the fans that supported the drivers no oh, reed you said it right you know none of this stuff happens there may be an inspirational guy leading the way and supporting it but it takes a village so many people to get in and make it a success and congratulations for a big success at the wiener nationals thanks so much guys we'll let you get back to your labor day and we'll uh we'll talk to you soon thanks for jumping on Okay, Dane, and hey, and thanks for all you do for our sport. We appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate it, too. It's a lot of fun. 720 WGN is uh, is where we're at, 312-981-7200, if you want to share your first job or your worst job, maybe even your best job, and we'll take a break. We'll be back with more. It's Dane here, 720 WGN. It is Labor Day. It's Dane here with you until 2 p.m., 312-981-7200. You can add uh, and share your experience in the labor world or how it all started so your first job maybe your worst job uh you know maybe even your best job if you want to share that i shared that i actually detasseled corn uh, walking through cornfields with a group of other uh, unlucky kids and uh, we did that and also a pin setter in the basement at the masonic lodge in whitewater wisconsin very dangerous with uh, pins flying everywhere and uh, no waiver forms to sign so all of that danger and if you want to share yours 312-981-7200 uh, but also, too, there's a lot of really cool stuff happening on the car side, and we're talking about it in a big way. And we've got Gary Granson. Gary, welcome to WGN. Hey, thanks for having me, Dane. Hey, Gary. So, you know, now you're leading the way, you know, an inspirational member of uh, the Mustang Club. And, you know, it's pretty much a cushy life for you at this point. But when you first started out in the job world, do you have any kind of, uh, you know, crazy, interesting job that you may want to share with people? Well, I actually uh, worked at Weber Stevens, you know, makes the famous Weber barbecue. It started back in 73 on the production line. Oh, Gary, that's, only, that's cool. That's a, that's actually a pretty cool job. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I actually, uh, my wife and I both started there, and uh, we retired in 19 after uh, 46 years. Oh, so you've just been doing it right the whole time. You didn't do anything crazy. <laughs> Andy Mazur used to have to wash uh, people's hair, you know, and, and sweep up their, you know, their hair in the hair salon. It sounded, and he sounded like he didn't really like it that much. So that was fun that he shared. And uh, so 312-981-7200, I'm sure some other listeners will share some less cool jobs. But so you've been keeping it cool the entire time, and there's more cool coming up on September 17th. Talk a little bit about the event that you have in the works. Yeah, we have our uh, sixth annual, uh, it's all makes and models car show out at Hopkins Ford. That's in Elgin. That's on Saturday the 17th from uh, 9 to 3. Um, and we're expecting uh, over 100 cars. Uh, there's a lot to do. We have a, uh, $20 is the gain entry fee. But uh, 100% of all these proceeds goes to operations support our troops. So that includes the 50-50 raffle, the silent auctions. we got food trucks. Um, uh, She's got a lot of stuff that's going on, but uh, we've been supporting Operation Support Our Troops 
for a number of years, I, uh, five or six at least. Uh, so last number of years, at the end of the show, we end up uh, – writing them a check on on site for about $3,500. Wow. Oh, it's always great to support men, men and women in uniform, and there's always so many good causes that build that into what is happening. And so you mentioned it's all makes and models, so it doesn't matter what car you have. If you're excited about it, proud of it, and you want to come and show it off, you can go ahead and get involved. And, and you know this, Gary, you and I have talked uh, a couple times before is that, you know, over the last couple of years with the pandemic, you know, the car shows America, Chicago, the area right here has a love affair with the automobile and people love getting out and going to communities all around the Chicagoland area for car shows and cruise nights. Talk a little bit about that, how it's maybe been over the last couple of years where people haven't had as many opportunities and are just excited to get back at it. Yeah. You know, we, uh, uh, last year we had our car show, but the year before, it was off for two years. Um, but our, our club is really active. I mean, we have monthly events, we have meetings, we have cruise nights, car shows, and I think a number of the cruise nights and car shows are really more popular this year than ever because uh, uh, it's been sidelined for so long. But it's it, but it's always good to see all these different makes and models and cars. I mean, you know, we're uh, Stellings Gate Mustang and Ford Club. But all of our car members just love to see all types of vehicles, um, and doesn't make any difference. Uh, people have that passion out there to help restore these old cars and um, and then show them off, which is really probably the most fun. Yep, it's coming up Saturday, September seventeenth, nine a.m. to three p.m. It is out at ten forty-five East Chicago Street in Elgin. We'll have links up at wgnradio.com. I see also here, and of course, this is the Blackhawk Station, and uh, Tommy Hawk is going to be there. So you've got some some celebrity mascots in on things as well. Yeah, yeah. There's stuff that's tried to schedule like that, and I know Tommy Hawk is uh, is really tough to get a hold of. Uh, so we're we were on schedule. Uh, and uh, hopefully everything works out okay with that. No. Uh, but uh, there's always a lot of other stuff that's going on there. So, Okay, so Tommy Hawk, I'm familiar with him. He is, he's Tommy Hawk. He's with the Blackhawks. Who's the Mad Turtle? Is he a mascot for somebody? Uh, the Mad, well, it's a Mad Turtle is actually um, a uh, car detailing company. Okay. And uh, she'll be there with all of, her, all of her goods for showing shine stuff and uh uh, tire black and a whole bunch of different stuff. So it's a lot of, and she'll detail some cars right there on site. <laughs> it's good to see. So one more time as we let you go, Gary, give the uh, website for people to get more information, get in on things. Yeah, you can go to just DarianSgate.org uh, or we're on Facebook. Uh, just like I said, as we have uh, monthly meetings, uh, we participate in uh, parades um, and uh, um, also cruise nights uh Monday line we're going to be in their homecoming parade so we got a lot of stuff going on it's a real active club we've got uh over 70 members that come out as far as uh, maple park and sycamore grace lake gurney naperville uh, montgomery um as well as around the chicago uh area and the uh woodfield area so uh we're we're all over the Chicago area. Great to see the cars getting out there and getting you guys back at it. Thanks so much for everything you're doing. Thanks for jumping on the show today. Okay, thanks, Dane. And everybody have a happy and a safe Labor Day. All right. Thank you, Gary. All right, 312-981-7200, your first job, your worst job, maybe even your best job we're going to run through. We've got some people on hold. Get to them before we get to the break. Mark, uh, talk about what it is that uh, that you did. Howdy. Hey, Mark, talk a little bit about your job. 
on Labor Day? Uh, hey, hey, uh, the first job was at a A&W Root Beer in North Riverside, Illinois. For you- 60 cents on a Saturday and Sunday morning, I could get out there first thing and uh, sweep the parking lot, and I'd get 60 cents and a small root beer. <laughs> and I learned real quick, this was back in the day when uh, they had, like, uh, uh, the trays on the side of the window. And, you know, typically the girls bring the food out, and there would be a, a line. And there would be enough trash out there where I learned real quick, there was always a couple dollars in the trash, like that flew off the trays or something. <laughs> that, that's where the money was. It wasn't in the 60 cents, but... Uh, <laughs> It was, it was the best root beer I ever had. Oh, that's awesome. Now, I know, were you on roller skates? Were you cleaning up trash on roller skates? That sounds <laughs> like more difficult. No, no, but what I did learn how to do, uh, my, my father was a tool and die maker at the time, so I had one of those uh, high handlebar uh, uh, banana seat bikes, and I strapped this piece of wood at the back. So instead of me going around with a broom, I would ride my bike around and pick the bulk of the trash up riding my bike so I could do it faster. That's good. See, innovation. That's it. That's the American way. All right. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. Get back to having a great Labor Day, and thanks for calling in. Uh, Happy Labor Day, everybody. God bless. All right, 312-981-7200 if you want to share on Labor Day your first job or your worst job, maybe even your best job. It wasn't my best job, but it was detasseling corn. I guess Terry did that, too. Hey, Terry, welcome to WGN. Oh, I know about detasseling corn. Do you know about corn rash? I I don't know. I don't know that I I don't know if I had any rash. Maybe I blocked that out in my effort to put it all behind me. But um Oh my god, I got corn rash all over my neck, my chest, my arms. It was just miserable. Oh. And I was I think 15 years old. And uh I came home and my mother said you're not going back. <laughs> Let's see the parents looking out for you. My parents probably yep. would have said just I don't know. Maybe I would have put some calamine lotion on it or something. All right. Oh, that's exactly what I did. Calamine lotion. We lived on calamine lotion. <laughs> and my my second worst job was I was living in Houston, and I didn't have a job, so I started going to these uh, daytime jobs, and they sent us out to the refineries, and we never knew what we were working with. We were emptying 55-gallon drums into these drains and uh, uh, working in the coke portion of the plant, and you'd walk out of there, and your skin was so black with coke uh, from, you know, refining. And you'd go home, you'd take a shower, and it didn't come out of your pores. You just stayed black for days. Well, that was back before... You had to, um, I'm sure before there was a lot of laws, a lot of crazy stuff, but you lived through it and you're here on Labor Day. Terry, thanks so much yeah. for sharing. Appreciate it. I'm here and I'm 77 years old and I've had a lot of good jobs. I worked for 20 years as a case manager for a uh, organization that deals with the uh, adult mentally handicapped. Oh, and that, I love that job. Oh, see, look at that, doing the people's work and paying it forward. Thank you, Terry. Thanks for calling in. We're late to get to the news, 720 WGN.